You're listening to Hope on the Homefront, the official podcast for Homefront Heroes Ministries. I'm your host, Taylor Blackburn. We're a group of military wives on a mission to help you find joy in your journey. We're jumping in the trenches to encourage you when you're struggling, help you grow in your faith, and support you through military life. Because here, you are seen. Here, you're essential. Here, you are never alone. Welcome home. Let's go. Well, happy Tuesday, friends. I hope that your week is off to a great start. Um, If you hear any little grunts or whimpers or whines, it is not me. It is my daughter, my little Velcro baby, who decided that she did not want to take a rest aside from mommy holding her. And so she is going to be debuting on the podcast today. Um, I am in a season of my life that it is I will admit, hard to show up consistently in this space, but God has made it clear that what we're going to talk about today is something that I really feel like he wants us to discuss, and it's hard. Sometimes saying yes to God can feel really, really hard, and you'll find yourself wanting to make every excuse under the sun to keep from walking in obedience. And for me right now, I am falling prey to, well, my baby wants to be held all the time. Well, you know what? We're all friends here. And if we want this vibe and this dynamic of making you feel like we are actually together, just friend to friend, having a heart to heart, what is more heart to heart and friend to friend worthy than you watching a mama or hearing a mama holding their baby and still trying to show up? Like sometimes we got to take little breaks for our kiddos because they're our first ministry. And so I don't want to use her as an excuse to not show up, um, which just means that I'm saying yes to the Lord right now with her on my lap, and I'm just praying that he will um, impress upon her heart to behave. (laughs) But if you hear her at all, just feel like you have another little bonus friend in addition to today's episode. So as we go back to talking about today's topic at hand, we're going to be discussing tithe. Ooh, I know if that makes you clench, (laughs) that's not the right word, flinch a little, that's okay. It's something that definitely happens a lot in our church today. I would say that when you hear that word, it's easy to kind of ruffle some feathers to feel like, oh gosh, that that's a hard one. Don't, don't talk to me about money. Don't talk to me about my money. Um, we like to white knuckle our finances, don't we? Like I can't be the only one at times that just feels like there is always way more month than there is money. And so the idea of giving a tithe or an offering or both of my finances that I need to live is just hard to do. It's hard to accept at times. And so that's why God has shown me as I have been sitting on this episode, and I honestly haven't even fully prepped it. Um, I don't have a long list of notes and references. This is just a casual conversation to open your heart and your mind to being willing to think a little bit more about this, because it might be something you are completely oblivious to. You might not be walking in um, and practicing, but I think it's something that God wants us to, to kind of keep at the forefront of our mind, okay? And so... I have had this on my heart and I've said, no, God, I'm not going to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about money. What are you, what are you talking about? Um, 
But it's hard because when we are not faithful to submit anything to the Lord, no matter what it is, we will find ourselves trying to be the ruler of it, to try and um, manage it, control it, and rule over it. Whereas when we surrender these things to the Lord, we give him the right, the authority, the power, the opportunity to do with it what he would want. And a lot of times what he would want doesn't make a lot of sense to us in the moment. It's never what we would choose for ourselves. And that's the beauty of doing it God's way instead of our own way. Because there are so many times, friend, that God will do so much more than you could have ever imagined, you could have ever seen or ever dreamed. And until you open your hands and give it to him, you are going to hold on to it and hold yourself back. I remember early on, in my life when I was little, my parents started teaching me about the concept of tithes and offerings. Um, And they would say, Taylor, listen, this is not you having to give God your first 10%, your first fruits. This is you getting to give God your 10%, your first fruits. And at first I didn't understand what the heck he meant. I get it. I'm raising little ones right now that are about the age that I was when my parents started telling this to me. And I would say, how is it that I get to? I don't understand. I'm having to give this. I don't want to give this money. This is my money, my money, my money right? We like to take ownership and lay claim to things that we have no right to. Because the truth is, anything and everything that you have is a gift from God. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift is from above. And that is exactly what we encounter every day in so many different aspects of our life. And so when it comes to our money, especially It is so easy for us to white knuckle our finances. We don't want to give a single penny that we don't have to, to anything that we don't want to. And when we allow ourselves to have open hands before the Lord and we say, God, there is not a single penny that I have to my name that was not given by you. All of this belongs to you and I'm going to give back what I can, what you rightfully deserve, because even still, it's not enough. When you start to shift your mindset and your perspective, you will be amazed at the blessings that come your way and the perspective that you have to have a heart inclined towards generosity. Because white knuckling finances does not cultivate generosity in the heart of a believer. And God knows that. And that is why he challenges us to walk in faithful obedience, to have open hands with our finances, to walk in obedience with tithing, to walk in obedience with our first fruits, to walk in obedience with offerings. Because we no longer try to lay claim and hold on to things that are rightfully God's that were a gift from God to begin with. And one of the coolest ways that the Lord showed this to me was probably about a year or so after I had gotten married. I had gone to church and I I think, yeah, my husband, he was gone. He he was away somewhere. I don't know. We've spent a lot of time apart, as you can relate to. And I remember very distinctly this one particular Sunday writing our check for our tithe And usually we would pray over it together. That's one thing I would encourage you to do if you begin to or are um, actively tithing. 
to pray over your tithes, your tithe check before you put it into the plate because this really allows you to fully submit and submerse your finances and your tithe um, with humility and submission before God. Just saturate it in prayer and it will help calm any jitters that you might have in relinquishing that control back to God. So this one Sunday, I wrote the check out, my husband was gone, and I prayed over it by myself. And it was really, really interesting because as I started to do this, and I didn't have the support of my husband in that moment to come alongside me and pray with me, I found the enemy kind of creep in with these thoughts of, but that money's yours. And it was honestly one of the first times that this has ever happened to me. Um, I grew up, like I said, faithfully tithing. Like that was a practice that I held and I was so grateful every time I got to tithe um, to be able to give God like a thank you for always meeting my needs and, and providing for me in the way that you did. God, here's here's this 10% back, this first fruit back. And I stopped this one particular Sunday and was overwhelmed by these negative thoughts of that money is yours. And I had hesitation in my hands, putting this money into the offering plate. I'm going to be real with you. And as I was battling, because sometimes our emotions and our thoughts, right, the battlefield of the mind, I think there's a book by Joyce Myers about that. There is a battle going on. You are talking about spiritual realms. There are things outside of our physical eyes that we see um, that are going on. And it's a battle. It is a battle to obey. It is a battle to say yes to God. It is a battle to fight for the things of the Lord. And this particular Sunday, I did battle over having open hand with my finances. Because sure, it would have been nice to keep a couple hundred extra bucks in my pocket. But it robs me so much more in priceless ways when I do not give God what give God back what is his. And so I did battle. And God was so good. He's so faithful. Anytime you find yourself in these situations, I just want to side note and say that it's not wrong to question. It's not wrong to doubt. It's not wrong to fight, to do battle, right? What's wrong is to be overwhelmed and overcome by it, to to submit to those thoughts and those feelings that are contrary to truth, contrary to the word of God. That's when it becomes an issue. So me battling, if I'd have gotten tripped up and really ashamed and guilt-ridden, um, you know, felt condemned by the fact that I had this hesitation to tithe in this moment, then the enemy would have won. But it's not wrong to do battle. As long as you fight the good fight towards the things of the Lord, and then you end up resting in what his truth is. So I, I am so thankful that as I was fighting, I kind of prayed like, God, you're, you're going to have to help me right now. And he's so faithful He's so faithful. This is what he did for me that day. And I'm going to share this with you because this picture, um, this mental picture, this imagery has stuck with me for the rest of my life and it will forever. And I tell this to anyone now, including you, that I can because I think it paints a great example of why God has encouraged us and called us to tithe. I saw in my mind an apple. 
And as I see this apple, I start to ask, God, why are you showing this to me? And I think about it more and God just starts revealing to me more and more about this apple. And this is essentially what the the final takeaway ended up being. He was showing me that he gives us an apple. And our first inclination as sinful, fallen, fleshly humans is to gobble up as much as we can and then toss God the core. Can you relate to that at all? Have you ever felt like you go through life gobbling up as much as you can and then just tossing God the leftovers, whether it be with your finances just giving God maybe what you have left after you've met all of what you think are your needs and your wants, or maybe not at all. Or if you are doing this with your time and you're tossing God the leftovers of your time, like just checking the box of let me spend a little bit of time with you today, Lord. Have you ever done that? Because I'm guilty. Or we do this with our talents. We say, okay, I'm going to use up my talents for all the things that I enjoy, but I won't use my talents to glorify God. Or if I do, I'll toss in the scraps and maybe just mention his name occasionally in passing to someone at some point in time with no intentional purpose behind our efforts to steward our talents well. So with our tithe or with our time or with our talents, whatever it is, we tend to want to gobble up all of the good for ourselves and then toss God, the leftovers, we toss him the core. My friends, this is what spoke to my heart. And I hope it makes your mind light up with understanding. God said, the core is what holds the seed. And the seed is what holds the harvest. Do you understand how powerful that is? When we toss God the core... And we throw out the part that we think is no longer important, necessary, impactful, meaningful. We toss him the core. We toss him the seeds. And we throw away the potential for future harvest beyond our wildest dreams. In that moment, I sat there thinking, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, Lord. The things that I think I need... Like you are actually providing for in advance. You go before because you are sovereign. You are all knowing. You see the big picture when I don't. Me trying to gobble up this apple as fast as I can. And then tossing you the core is actually robbing me of the things that you want to do. To bless above and beyond. And to me, that is something that I will never, ever forget. God wants us to give our first fruits, right? So say you get your paycheck. He calls you to tithe this 10% and or to give an offering, which is um, different from a tithe. It's to go above and beyond that 10%. But you calculate your 10%. You give it back to him. This is as if you are cutting a 10th slice of that apple and you give it to God with grateful heart. And then you have the rest to work with. Keeping in mind that before God and apart from God, you have nothing. There is no apple for you. 
But instead, God gives you the entirety of that apple. And through your grateful heart, giving him back just one slice is the least that we can do. It's the least that we can do to show our appreciation and also to submit our lives in faithful submission before him, walking in faith, knowing that God will always meet our needs. Because like I said, sometimes there is more month than there is money. But in those moments, that's when God gets to do some really cool stuff of providing for you to make up that extra difference. If you need that extra slice filled in, God's going to fill it in because he is overall. And when you give it all to him, he can do more than you ever dreamed or imagined. And you know what? I have a cool little testimony about this. I have countless ones, but let's just say last month. Y'all, inflation is killing everything. And if you too find yourself standing in the grocery store line thinking, I am probably going to have to put some things back because I actually don't have enough money to cover everything that's in my cart. That was me standing at Publix last week. And as I'm standing there thinking, I need more money. (laughs) God, what am I going to do? I put a few things back. I checked out, I went home, and I checked the mail and found that at some point in time this past summer, I think it was back like in May, we had overpaid, I guess, for something. And there was a check for $60 sitting in our mailbox, and that got us through the rest of the month meeting all of our needs. And I know in that moment it was like God saying, hey, You can trust me. I've got you. I see you. I know how you're feeling right now, and I'm going to provide for you. And as you walk in faithful obedience to do this, you will see more and more of that happening in your life. God providing for you, be it someone saying like, again, last month this happened. I was almost out of diapers and I thought, man, diapers are expensive. This is going to be tough. And someone said, I have a brand new box of size three diapers that I would like to give you because my kiddo just outgrew them. They didn't know that I needed size three diapers. They didn't know that money was getting tight, but God did. And so God impressed upon their heart to be generous and to offer that as a blessing to us. And it all connects to this bigger picture of God seeing everything, knowing everything, being over everything, and that we can trust him with everything because he is the one place that will never, ever fail us. And we see an example of this first fruit, this call to tithe, I mean, the heart behind it, because no matter where you end up falling on the spectrum of thinking, okay, Um, I don't agree with tithing being biblical anymore because there are some people out there that have that perception. I don't want to tell you what to believe. I want to encourage you to go to the word, read for yourself what the Bible has to say about this, and then find that peaceful place before the Lord, getting quiet with the Holy Spirit and being convicted in your own mind as Christ calls us to, to say, this is what I'm going to do. But no matter what you choose, it's not the giving. Like God doesn't need our money going to a church to make a way for the kingdom to continue to expand and the church to continue to thrive. God doesn't need you or I doing anything or giving anything. 
but he wants us to give because he loves us and he wants us to become more and more Christ-like. And things like giving and generosity cultivate um, good things in our hearts versus binding up or building up selfishness and greediness um, over white-knuckling money. And so we see an example of this in Genesis 4, where it talks about Cain and Abel. Whoa. (laughs) Sorry. Whoa, I'm so sorry. I have my headphones on, and I guess one of my other tracks started started to uh, play some really loud music in my ears. Um, There comes one of my other kiddos. Y'all, this is real life. No Quiet time is not over. I'll be out in just a few minutes. Ugh. So we see this in Genesis 4, um, where it talks about Cain and Abel. And this is where you see one of the first examples of an offering being given. And Cain gives to God his scraps. He basically doesn't have a heart of generosity, a humble heart before the Lord to give it out of a grateful heart, but instead out of an obligated heart and, or a heart of obligation might be better phrasing. And so he, he gives God his scraps. He tosses him the core and his brother Abel comes along and he offers God his offering with a generous, humble, um, well-intended heart. And so it says that God is well pleased with Abel, but he is not pleased with Cain. And this makes Cain furious. So much so that Cain ends up killing his brother because he's just overcome with jealousy. And so you can see that when you continue to feed into your flesh, you feed into your sin, it only brings more flesh-like responses and reactions and it continues to build sin until you can reach a place of the maximum escalation, which is what you saw there with Cain. And so remembering... To be mindful of the heart behind your giving, it would be better for you to refrain from giving if your heart is not going to actually be generous and and, and sincere in your giving. Um, God wants a sincere heart to give back unto him what is rightfully his. He does not want to rip anything from your grasp or your hands. He does not want to force you into a sense of obligation in your obedience. It's kind of like when you ask your kiddo, you know, kiddo to do something and they go do it with stomping and grumbling and throwing a huge fit that doesn't really even feel like obedience, does it? It would be better for them just to not even <laughs> worry about it because they don't mean it. They're doing it out of obligation, not obedience. And so making sure that you're mindful as you approach this topic to have a heart of obedience and submission before the Lord, to obey and walk in faithfulness with this topic and not out of a sense of obligation, because that's only going to continue to cultivate things in your heart and your life that are contrary to what God is actually intending for this practice to be. And so... This is a topic that is not the most fun and pleasant, but I hope that it is eye-opening, it's thought-provoking, that you will maybe for the first time ever be willing to view your entire life, obviously, but most specifically your finances through a new lens of saying, wow, there is not a penny that I have to my name that does not belong to God. And that means that there is 
absolutely nothing that I could give back to him that he will not continue to provide for, that he will not make a harvest out of, that when I plant these seeds of obedience in my finances, that God will continue to sow a harvest uh, beyond my wildest dreams. And so don't view, don't view generosity, don't view giving, don't view tithing as a core toss mindset. Be faithful and willing to cut that first slice for the Lord and then watch what he does because he is so good and so faithful to always care for our needs. He even supplies some of our wants. There is nothing outside of his ability to redeem and to manage and to magnify beyond our wildest dreams. And it's a really cool thing to do. And so I wanted to share about this um, as I sit here with my sleeping baby. Now, thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to make her quiet. Um, I, I wanted to share about this because I think that sometimes churches shy away from discussing this topic because there is a tendency for backlash. And sometimes that backlash comes from a proud and sinful place. Um, and so I just wanted to put it on your radar that maybe there's room in your heart to be faithful even more than you have been or to begin being faithful for the first time ever so that you can walk in the the richness and the blessing of what it looks like to not try and take care of your life on your own, to try and take care of your finances on your own, but to trust God. As inflation rises more and more every single day, we serve a God who is above it all. He is in heaven looking over all of this. This world is so, so insignificant, so small compared to the grandness and the majesty of who he is and what he can do. And so you never have to fear the numbers of inflation rising. You never have to fear gas prices soaring. You never have to fear your pantry getting more and more bare. You never have to fear running low on diapers because we serve a God who splits seas in two, who turns water to wine. We serve a God who is above this world. And so... Having that mindset of realizing that when we walk in obedience to allow him to have control over all things, man, we cut ourselves um, a slice of not having to worry and not having to fear as much. And so let's not toss God the core. Let's give him that first slice with satisfied hearts, knowing that he will always nourish us and provide for us. And it tastes really good at the end of the day. And that is your hope on the home front. Thanks for tuning in. From our heart to yours, we hope that this podcast is your go-to place for encouragement on the home front. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaway was from this episode by having you take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag us at HFH underscore ministries or on Facebook at Homefront Heroes Ministries so we can get connected with you, get to know you more, and hear from you firsthand what specific encouragement you're looking for. This is home. This is the place to have the hard conversations. And until we chat next, get out there and find the joy.